Amen. You and I showing up. That's what's going to make heaven, heaven to God. The redeemed, amen. The reconciled, the atoned. It's been delivered by his blood. And man touched and moved by him. And finished the journey. Finished the journey. I got a, a simple little thought here tonight. Message, maybe. With the help of the Lord. It's going to, in a sense, you can have some uh, tie-ins to our lesson this morning. We didn't get to teach it, but uh, it's... It's tying into it to a certain degree. I may even fall back on some of it. I didn't bring it out here with me, but uh, man, we may tap into certain areas of it and what it's uh, enlightened to us, amen, about the nearness of God, amen. But I want to preach tonight. It's going to be about the Holy Ghost. But 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 4, amen, letting the third and fourth verse be the focus verses here tonight we want to minister from. Man, Paul's writings, and this is a second letter unto the Corinth believers. Corinth church, if you do any study on it, amen, had some very difficult situations, amen. They was abusing uh, the operation of the Holy Ghost, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, they had a lot of trouble, had a lot of things going on in their church, even in the church. Some activities, and I, I wouldn't be scarce to say that possibly involved with some of the, even the leadership that was there and wasn't being addressed and dealt with like it should. And so the first letter was to correct them and get the uh, sorrow to grip them and get a hold of them. And then in the second letter, he's going to write unto them to accommodate, you know, and to brag on them, but yet at the same time, let them know he was sorrowful, amen, to make them sorry, but yet he wasn't sorrowful. He didn't want to, but he had to, amen, under the terms and situation. And so here he starts this second letter off unto the current believers. Understand? And the Corinth church was in a place where there was a couple of harbors that came in. It was a place where a lot of activity, different nationalities and nations, amen, traded at this place. And so there was all type. If you really wanted to be uh, involved in the world and activities of the world, this is one of the places you could have been at that known time. Uh, it was just so, and here God builds a church. Here God sends a man and builds a church there to, to be a light unto those and help unto them. And so that's what helped create some of the problems that's going on there. But I, I want to really focus on, amen, this third and fourth verse. And again, we hear the same statements we heard Wednesday night out of Ephesians, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Amen. A Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in Achaia, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And the God of all comfort. Amen. We know that all simply means everything in every situation. He can comfort us. He can help us. Amen. Who comforteth us in all of our tribulations. Hallelujah. I'm glad to know a God tonight that can comfort us. Come to our aid to, to join up beside us and help us and guide and speak unto us. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today that needs the peace of God and the comfort of God in their lives. Hallelujah. We just find itself in such turmoil that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. I'm glad, amen, to be a part, amen, of the number, amen, that depends on the Lord. To comfort us and come to our aid and help us. Would you help me pray tonight, Lord? We love you tonight. We thank you for the word of God that's forever settled in the heavens. We pray that you would anoint us and help us and inspire and help us with revelation even in this house tonight. As you look down from the heavens upon this service and every individual that's graced this place with their presence. You know the needs, God. You know the hunger and the thirst. You know the trials. Not only of what we got tonight, but God, what we're going to face tomorrow, next week, and a month from now. You can begin to make preparation even in this service tonight in our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. Help us to speak the words that ought to be spoken. Help us say them in the manner of the form that would give you glory and praise and honor. Not with man's wisdom, but under the unction and anointing of the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God. God, we ask you to find its mark in every heart and every soul and every individual in this house tonight. None is exempt. We all need you. We all need your comforting hand. We need your presence in our lives. We need you to help us and guide us in the world and the generation that we're in today. To help us, God, to make this journey. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it tonight as we pray for nothing but your will in this service tonight. In that lovely name of Jesus, we pray. And the church says, Amen.
God bless it. You may be seated. Praise God. We're living in a world today that's no doubt looking for different forms and methods and means. And there's all type of products that are sold across our land today. One of the greatest pitch, amen, to sell something is the comfort that it brings. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can, you know, I've mentioned this a few times, but you don't go to, to Walmart or to a drugstore and you don't go down the aisle and you don't look for certain medications, amen, to cause pain. Or, you know, you don't go down the, the aisle and look for the medication that says it causes severe headaches. <laughs> amen. You don't look for those type of things. No, you go, amen, to go down those aisles and you look for something that may call people for relief or pain relief and struggle release and things of this nature so we know a man is a common practice you can watch a lot of tools and even right down to clothes and automobiles and homes a man one of the pitch sales that you and I can have a man is a salesman a man the comfort that it's going to bring a man you can get right down to carpet and chairs hallelujah I remember when we was purchasing these chairs they would talk about how much comfort they would be that it didn't matter where you sit in them you could sit right in one of those chairs or you can get over sit in the middle of it I remember Remember the first night that we set them up and put them here and we made statements of that. Hallelujah. I know you believe me, but some of you still had to try it. I did myself, so don't think nothing of it. Amen. Sit right in the center of two of them. And sure enough, you know, at this present time, as young as they are, alien you as they are, amen, they sit pretty comfortable. Hallelujah. So it was a pitch sale, amen, to help sell these chairs, amen, and why they're so, so like they are. I, Friday night, Brother Barry and them didn't have a clue, amen, in the direction I felt God was already leaving me Friday night for here tonight but as we was talking coming back for the men's uh, retreat over there we was he was talking about certain things and then they got to talking about riding in airplanes and, and you know I've never rode an airplane I don't know anything about it but they began to talk about first class and him and brother Josh brother Josh told him said yeah I, I booked him for first class he said oh no you didn't and no, we didn't book it for first class. That's against the rules. That's in the book. And anyway, they speak at one another. And so we kept on in the conversation. And finally, you know, uh, Brother Barry said, well, said, Brother Moore, he said, let me tell you, let me inform you a little bit about said, what we're talking about. He said, most of your tickets, you can buy them, you know, for three or $400. He said, or maybe five or $600. He said, but if you want to ride first class, he said, they cost up to $6,000. 6000 $6,000. It must have your own restroom, your own restaurant. But no, he did go on to tell me, he said, it's got a bed. Got your own little private place with a, with a, with a, with a cot in it. And when you own one of them airplane rides, amen, for eight and ten hours, that could be pretty convenient. But I really don't know how well I could sleep knowing that I spent $6,000. Hallelujah. That in just in the next eight or ten hours. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I've been to some restaurants and, you know, it was a good thing. They waited until afterwards they gave me the bill. Hallelujah. Oh, I've been to some places, you know, it really wasn't worth that. Hallelujah. And it, it kind of, you know, the meal wasn't near as good. Uh, you heard what Brother Ford said, something about a $300 steak. Hallelujah. I'm telling you right now, I don't know. I don't I mean, I'd be hard to swallow that steak. I'd chew on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. I chew on that state a while, buddy. <laughs> Three Three hundred dollars. I'm gonna get my money's worth by midnight. By midnight, the rest of the server come out there, man. Sir, you got to y'all. No, it's the last piece. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm gonna get my best out of it. I mean, we love comfort. Hallelujah! No doubt about it. If we didn't like comfort, we'd still put some old pine boards out here. People talk about going to Brush Harbor. We don't really mean that. <laughs> no, we don't want, we don't want, we don't want the sawdust. We don't want these walls to be opened up and just have one or two bubs, amen, burning in gear and open up to the flies and the horse flies and the yellow flies and the mosquitoes. No, we really like comfort. Now, we shouldn't let comfort tender our worship. In fact, it ought to enhance our worship. Hallelujah. The blessings of God, the mighty touchings of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something. Hallelujah. There's nothing like the comfort of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Know that He's with you and walking with you and walking beside you and not only beside you but walking in you hallelujah want to dwell inside of us to quicken us to minister to us and he promised he said I'll never leave you nor forsake you I'm telling you hallelujah the rough times he's not going to bail out the difficult times he's not going to bail out and I've taught this church I've taught you many times God can make the best of any situation if you'll just let him
done my best to talk to parents. Especially when their, their sons or daughters is locked up in prison. I said, come on, let's pray. Don't back off on God now. If they ever need you, they need you now. Because God can make the best of that situation. God can send angels in there. God can move on the right people to help protect him. To help keep him out of situations. God should not limit you and I find limitations time and time again. You and I find places, amen, that we're cut off. Amen. And we can't make another step. But I'm glad to be serving a God tonight through the power of prayer and faith and confidence that we could call on Him. And He can ride with us whenever nobody else can. Hallelujah. Anybody's a parent in this house and raised teenagers, you got a little idea what I'm talking about? Amen. Whenever it gets to 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, or past that time, they're supposed to come in. And all the things you begin to ponder and wonder, amen, it puts you on your knees and you begin to call on the Lord. And you begin to call on a God, amen, that can see with that all-seeing eye that knows exactly where they're at. Hey, I'm earnestly praying for some young, young people of this local assembly right now. Amen. Headed in the wrong direction, but I'm praying God's mercy. But at the same time, God, you work on them in a way. Hallelujah. You stir them up. You help them realize, amen, what they're really missing out on. You help them understand, amen, what's really taking place. They would listen to that lying tongue. They would listen to that lying devil. They would let carnality. God, you lift that comfort off of them. You lift that, 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 and place them in a peace. But how about tell you something? You'd be shocked. How many children and grandchildren found comfort in mama and grandma's prayers? I can't tell you the times of the funerals I've done of elderly saints of God. And some of their grandchildren would come up and say, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I depended on my grandma's prayers. Man, I found comfort in that. I knew that she'd be praying for me. I knew she'd be calling on God even when I didn't deserve it. When I was headed in the wrong direction, I had a little comfort with that assurance that God would be there and help me. Amen, that it wouldn't go too far. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's comfort that we can find out of the Word of God and out of the presence of God, out of living for God. This world's in trouble. I'm telling you, she's looking for any means and ways, amen, to find some sort of comfort. Some sort of, amen, to come to help them to deal with life. And deal with the circumstances of life. And I'm going to use a few scriptures here tonight by the help of the Lord to help us understand, amen, what God wants to do for us and how He wants to help us. I'm not preaching a message that's going to tell you that it's going to exempt you from trouble and things of that nature. But I'm going to preach a message to you tonight to assure you, amen, through the power of the Holy Ghost and the hand of God upon our lives. Hallelujah. That regardless of the storms that we face and the trials that we face, there's one that can comfort us. There's one that can put a peace inside of us. We can find a strength and energy, amen, to put one foot in front of the other. Hey, I know how it is, amen. Some days awake, wake up, and I've used this little statement sometimes. I like peanut butter, but sometimes, amen, when you get up in the morning time and it looks like it feels like you're walking in peanut butter about knee deep. Hallelujah. And all it is and in you, amen, to put one foot in front of the other. But I can also tell you, amen, in those moments and times, that's when God would show up. It wasn't by my strength. It wasn't by my talents. It wasn't by my own ability. But a God that I love tonight and a God that loves me with an everlasting love. He's never quit loving us. It doesn't matter where we go and what we got into. I'll tell you, God's always loved humanity. If he didn't love humanity, he'd have wiped his hands clean in the garden. But at that moment of time, he already had a seed that was going to be planted. He already had a way there was going to be a way hallelujah bring back humanity back to he could draw near to him I tell you the reason God wants to walk near to us is to comfort us and to speak to us and help us along this journey not God's intention for you and I to deal with life by ourselves it's his passion it's his desire to walk with us to minister to us <laughs> that's the reason God set up the church Give a place that we could come. It was a God's idea when he moved on Moses. Build a sanctuary. Build a place that I can come and take up a boat. I can be there with you. I can walk with you. You watch this. Even though Israelite had rebelled, it was stiff-necked. Amen. And didn't take to heart and go across. They could have. Could have went straight into that promised land just a short journey. 
But unbelief and unbring kept them from doing because of evil hearts of unbelief. Because they believed the report, uh, amen, of the ten spies. Amen. Instead of looking at the goods. <laughs> looking at what the two had brought back that had the good report. You know, sometimes it pay us, amen, to look at who's got the fruit. <laughs> amen. Who's walking right. Who's handling, responding to that. Hallelujah. I'm telling you how we respond to life makes all the difference in the world. But we can't do it by ourselves. Hey, I understand why some, amen, turns to the things. Hallelujah. Brother Randy mentioned to me this morning. A fellow found under his house yesterday in a mess. Hallelujah. But when he began to learn a little bit more about the fellow, amen, why he was there, we could feel sorry for him. And, and, and to a certain degree, understand why he's in the condition and doing the things he's doing. Hallelujah. When he don't know this God. When he don't know what name to call on. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you could call on Bula. Hallelujah. To your, to your, to your tongue hangs out and, and flapping your kneecaps. But I'm telling you, there's not a Bula. A man can do anything for you. I'm telling you, there's a bell that can't do anything for you. But there's been a name that's been given. A name, amen, that's given under heaven. Hallelujah. The all power in heaven has been given to it. And that name is called Jesus. Hallelujah. You call on that name. And I'm telling you, sometimes in a moment of time, calling on that name can bring comfort, bring assurance, and make everything's going to be all right. I remember not to, you know, here a while back, I think it was Case, amen. They was telling Brother Corey and them different things going on, different things happen. Hallelujah. And I finally, amen, one time on the phone, Brother Corey called me and I finally told him, I said, Corey, God's got this thing. God's got this thing. That's a done deal. It's settled. Don't fight over it. Don't struggle over it. Hallelujah. When you put it in the hands of God, take comfort in that. God's got it. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to play with your mind. He wants to play with your heart and your spirit. I'm telling you, we just got to learn how to put it in God's hand. Amen. I, you know, you, you can go and if you want to go buy a vehicle, you know, they don't put block wheels on them. I wonder why. Some of y'all want to go back to the old buggy days. All they got to do is put block wheels on them cars. You believe my wife told me the other day we went somewhere in my truck. She says, I don't know how you hear nothing in this truck. <laughs> She's used to riding in that comfort zone. <laughs> hey, man, you close all them doors and shut all that down. Hey, that thing just... Mm. <laughs> but you get them old big tires like I got, it's about wore out. <laughs> I find myself constantly pushing that button over on that radio. Uh, 32, 35, 40, 42. Amen. I'm about to top it out. Hallelujah. Amen. But comfort, amen. You know what? That's, that's the same way they sell automobiles. Amen. And they start using these pit sales. Hallelujah. Man, we got cruise control now. You got automatic buttons. Just punch a button, man. The windows up and down. Hallelujah. Oh, children, they love that, don't they? Amen. Every time Annalyn rides with me, she wants to get back to that. I want to play with the windows. No. Hey, thank God he put another button there. Hallelujah. I'm glad somebody had enough sense. Amen. They put another button there that locks it out. Hallelujah. That you can't. But that's all about comfort, isn't it? But you know what? Comfort costs you. Hallelujah. The price tag of them automobiles. Everybody would have dreamed that we'd spend more money for automobiles. Hallelujah. People used to build two or three houses for $70,000. But it ain't nothing. Amen. To spend 70, 80, 100, even, even more than that. Amen. For an automobile. And they'll tell you, amen. Oh, but you ain't never cranked one like this. You ain't never rode in one like this. Hallelujah. All oh, these pitch sales. Amen. Got a sunroof in it. Hallelujah. How many ever use your sunroof? Hallelujah. And all these other things. One thing after enough trying to sell it. Amen. For comfort. But I'm telling you, amen, one of the greatest comforts that's ever been introduced to man is God Almighty Himself. Hallelujah. Having the church of God. That's the reason every community needs a church. That's the reason every family needs a church. That's the reason every individual needs a church. You got to have a place that you can come and abide. You got to have a place that you can come and find comfort. You got to have a place that you can come and find information and get direction and get help because none of us is an island nobody can make it by themselves hallelujah i'm telling you, you can't comfort yourself all by yourself why do you think the devil does his best take even the man of god and try to drive him into a cave isolating put him in a place of darkness and dampness gloom Thank God it didn't stop God. What you doing here? 
come out here. I got to talk to you. Pulls him out of that cave. God's in the business, amen, of pulling us back out in the light. <laughs> I mean, he's enjoyed the sun the last couple of days. We thank God for the rain, but oh, hallelujah, thank God for the sun. Oh, we can watch people. They want to work us to death yesterday up at that hardware store. The sun come out, got a little income tax money. <laughs> we get out here and spend a little bit of it. Thank God for it. We're not complaining. Come on, bring it on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be glad to see you. But what am I telling you tonight? Hallelujah. It's comfort. They don't want to get out in that cold and dreary weather. Nobody wants to get out in the rain and build something. Nobody wants to get in the ice. No, this kind of, you know, they've got to put on all them clothes. And it's, it's uncomfortable. It don't feel good. Come on. Now, I, I had a jacket on yesterday at Rodeo mornings and so another guy walked in he said man I like your jacket <laughs> it's got duct tape on it <laughs> hallelujah and my wife has me a while back she said she said what is that I said all the feathers is coming out I'm not throwing away it wears so good it's light man it keeps me warm it's comfortable I just put duct tape on it got it on in two or three different places he said man I like that he said I got a vest just like that he said but I did take clear tape and I part he said it's black he said I took one in black markers and marked it out well I'm not ashamed I didn't mark nine nothing hey man I just got duct tape hallelujah but it wears good it's comfortable hey you you know what I'm talking about. You got some old shoes in that closet. How are they comfortable to you? Hey man, if they put comfort in there, you have to put them over your or put on nothing else. You can have them $500 cowboy boots. If you give me a pair of them $50, hey man, shoes are just like you glad, man. Woo! I tell you, God said this spirit. Amen. So we learn how to glide with life. We learn how to deal with life. You can't do it by yourself. The journey's too great. The journey's too great. But oh, if you just call on this God, I'll tell you, he'll move in. And when he moves in, he'll put energy in life and help in you like you ain't never experienced in all your born days. So we got some scriptures here. I really want to try to bring some things to you uh, to understand about this because sometimes we have the tendency and if you listen to sometimes the words of the religious world and what they say about it uh, all of that just ain't quite right but let me bring some things out to you tonight about this comfort and about what God can help us as he helps us and moves upon us you know tonight I could easily ask the question as we talk about the God of all comfort Amen, amen, who imparts not only the perfect comfort, but in every instance, amen, in every instance, hallelujah, he's not, he's there, you may not can feel him. Your, your spirit may not feel him the way you like to, like we felt him in this house, like we felt him this morning. But you got the comfort of the word of God. That promise, he said, I'd never leave you. I won't forsake you. If it's in anything, we've done the forsaken. If it's been any turning, amen. Once we believed on him and called upon him and walked in the light that he revealed unto us. Hallelujah. It's, it's our choice, amen, to turn back to darkness. It's our choice to turn back to beggar elements. But oh, if God help us, hallelujah, we're not interested turning back to those things. I know there's going to be desert times and wilderness times but he's the great shepherd. And if anybody, that's the reason the psalmist could write in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That didn't mean that he didn't have trouble times. If anybody did, David did. If you read your lesson this morning, amen, Psalms 34 was written after the one of the most serious times of King David's life. He was struggling against Saul. And if you go back and follow it, I think it's 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Chronicles uh, 19, 20 at 21 if you go back and read those chapters it was a time amen he made the deal amen with Jonathan hallelujah and, and, and they worked that out and he had to flee for his life and it's here amen that he makes his way I mentioned this morning how he, how he hung on the gate and and and, 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 and put of course the, looking like he was insane and mad hallelujah because of the condition that he's in the situation that he was facing hallelujah but it's at this moment they believe that he penned the words in Psalms 34 and those first four verses starts out, I praise God. I worship God. Hallelujah. One of the best things that you and I can do when we face trials and tribulations is to magnify him. They sung the song, I'm going to praise him in the storm. It's something about whenever you can praise him in the storm and magnify and exalt him. That's when that comfort hand will move. That's when that glory will move. That's when that presence will move upon your mind. It'll put a soundness in your spirit. They got more nerve problems in this world than we've ever had. Let me tell you why. We're living in a generation of the world that's rejecting God and the Word of God. And they've lost the fear of God. 
And so now they got to find other substance, amen, to deal with life. <laughs> and when the whole time we got the answer through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I could take you to Romans 8 in this particular chapter of Paul's writings. And he talks about who shall separate us from the love of Christ. He talks about tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, perils, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. One place the Lord told his, told his disciples, he said, you'll be like sheep among wolves. Hey, we don't really care for that, do we? We don't like to hear those type of terms, but it's the truth. That's where we at. That's who we are. Amen. And so we understand that we're going to face some very difficult times. But in 2 Corinthians 1 and 7, if you drop down to the 7th verse, he said, I hope of you is steadfast, knowing that ye are partakers. Watch this. See, to, to really experience about the comfort that I'm talking about tonight, you also got to be a partaker, what? Of suffering. So here he talks about it. Knowing that ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the confirmation. Have a consolation. Consolation is a term in the Greek, a man that was used and translated many times for the word of comfort. And we're going to see this throughout our message here tonight. As you watch these scriptures begin to unfold and begin to take place, I could take you to the seventh chapter, Second Corinth, and, and there he tells us. He said, "For when we were come to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, and within were fears." The Corinth church didn't have a clue about Saul, Amen, and Paul at this particular time now, and the struggles and the battles that he had in Asia, Amen. He didn't know if he was going to live or die day after day, one step in front of the other. But God was with him, and he put his faith in God, and he goes and he talks about that. Nevertheless, God that comforteth those that are cast down, comforteth us by what? The coming of Titus. When we heard about you, we heard about your faith and your love and your commitment. Hallelujah, brought comforting. Oh, isn't it a comfort to us? Amen. To hear. I remember the internet and some of that and, and different things said about it, but I remember one of the missionary workers bringing it to my attention. He had a brother that was a missionary. He said he'd been one for many years and he said, you know what? He said, it's been a blessing to us, a comfort to us. He said, I can't tell you the times back before we got other means and ways of making contact with him. I'd miss his phone calls. He'd miss mine. And we didn't know. We'd go sometimes days and even weeks of not knowing if he was still alive or not. He said, but now with the internet, amen, with email and all of that, he can leave something. I don't have to be there. I can pick it up the next day. I can send something back to him. And we can on a daily basis now make contact and connection to know that everything that brings comfort to us. Hallelujah. You know what it's like, amen, to be sitting waiting on a loved one that's going through surgery and especially if it's a critical surgery hallelujah what's going to be the outcomes and the, you get a little antsy about it they, oh what comfort it brings I'm telling you amen that's the reason the good tidings that's the reason the gospel amen amen it's a good news hallelujah if there's anything that ought to be brought to America is the gospel all over again the good tide the good news about a savior about a messiah and I'm telling you he'll comfort us and he'll help us if we'll just let him do it but let's go again to Paul 2 Corinthians 12. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear. Lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. We know that Paul had, had many visions. He had many revelations. He is well, the man that wrote over half of the New Testament. He is the apostle of the Gentiles. He was a special vessel that was called upon. And now as he writes here, listen to this. Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. A man buffet actually means it's like a blow. Man, anybody ever made a statement to you? Man, I hate to pop your bubble. <laughs> Man, you get all excited and build up, and boy, achieving something, and all of a sudden somebody reminds you of something and it just takes the air out of the sails. Brings you back down, amen, to where we 
we need to walk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And that's just the way it is. And, and so this messenger, amen, was sent, amen, to Paul, our apostle, amen, to buffet, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times I sought the Lord. I wanted deliverance from it. I, and who wouldn't, who wouldn't want, who wouldn't want to be delivered from pain and agony? I'm telling you, there's nothing like pain. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if it's, it's physical or mentally or inward. Hallelujah. There's a pain sometimes that comes from inward. Hallelujah. That's those only one can help us. That's the reason some people turn to the direction they turn to, trying to find some kind of relief, trying to find some kind of source, amen, to help them to cope with it and to deal with it. Hallelujah. But oh, I'm telling you tonight, hallelujah, even here, amen, there's some suffering that's going to come, some struggles and battles, some things that God allows. But watch what God tells Paul in the midst of all of this. He said, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that I might depart, that it might not depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient. Sufficient simply means, amen, it's enough. It's adequate, amen, to keep you through the tribulation. Hallelujah. Sometimes, amen, the tribulation and the battle and the pain won't go away. But I'm talking about a God that can bring a comfort in the midst of that pain and in the midst of that agony and comfort you and help you and gird you up and strengthen you, amen, to deal with the issue and deal with the situation. He's not a if and an maybe God. He's not a fair weather God. It doesn't matter how bad the weather might be. He can be your God. And he can be your comfort, amen, in your life tonight. If you'll open your heart and your spirit up to him and call on him. It's all about calling on the name of Jesus. And with earnestness and with sincerity. And when you do that, amen, I don't care if you're an unbeliever. But if you do it with honesty and sincerity, you know what? God's still going to show up. He loves humanity. He loves people. It's his good pleasure. It's his nature. Read about him. He's the one that mends. He's the one that multiplies. He's the one that's concerned about the 5,000 now keeping them too long. And sending them back home hungry. And they may faint on the way. What do we got? What do we got? Got a few loaves and fishes. <laughs> that's all we got. I'm not sure what he got all the 12 baskets afterwards, but I just can't help but wonder if all the disciples didn't go out among the crowd and all they found was one little lad that had a little basket. They got so caught up in the teachings of Jesus Christ and the moving of God, he didn't take time to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. God was working for a little boy not to eat. God was working because God said, hey, the lad, probably the only one that would give it up. Hallelujah. The rest of them wouldn't be willing. Hallelujah. I got a little lad that's willing to give it up because I want to comfort somebody because they're going to be hungry before they leave here. And so the disciples, the disciples bring it in and when you place it in the hands of the one called Jesus Christ and you begin to let him break it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you begin to put it in his hands and let him, he can multiply it. And he's so God that can take little and make much out of it. And if he can take little make much out of it he can do it the same way with comfort it may start out just a little touch but he won't stop there if you keep giving to it and submitting to it and believing in it the comforting hand of God the comforting presence of the Lord I'm telling you hallelujah you and I know what it is amen it's nothing like having the moving of the Holy Ghost you get in your own prayer closet and you begin to pray but if God will just show up if he'll just manifest himself if he'll declare his powers there's nothing like but having that comforting hand to move you can have situations and limit that you're facing but oh if I can just get the comforting hand of God to move. And so here, amen, he tells him, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon you. That's what Paul was telling us. Hallelujah. I'm not going to ask him any longer to remove this. And you, if you do any study on that, all different types of sickness. And everybody in here, amen, possibly, it's some form or type of sickness are you going to. Hallelujah. And there's some of it, amen, God's going to heal us. But there's sometimes he's not. But amen. But if we'll just learn how to, you know what? Your grace is sufficient. I'll take my handicap. I'll take my inabilities. And some of them talks about, amen. Some of them say it was eyes. And others say it's different things and ways and means. Hallelujah. Even as of, of different areas. It really, all that really don't make any difference. Because, I mean, you can put a handle on any of it. But you can find comfort in God. Amen. Because, you know what? We're living in a world. Hallelujah. Amen. It's trying to let Hollywood shape us and form us and to be this and to be that. But I'm here to tell you the only one you've got to please. Is God Almighty. The only one you got to walk in the likeness is, is God Almighty. And if you please Him, amen, with who you are and where you're at, that's all that really matters. And He can find a comfort to Him. I'm telling you that nothing else can bring. <laughs> we find ourselves, like the psalmist said in 77 and 4, I am so troubled 
that I cannot speak. Huh. Oh, we've been there. Amen. Moanings and groanings. Brokenness. But you know what? If we'll just watch this. The God I'm talking about tonight. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. When we can't put words to it. When we can't form a sentence. Hallelujah, because we're so broken. Hallelujah, because we're so overcome. But hey, I got a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of my infirmity. If I just lift him up. I remember Brother Billy Cole talking about a time that he had an attack against the, the enemy attacked him. It was literally choking him. He said he couldn't say nothing. And it took him a while, but finally he reached a point in the place that he could whisper, Jesus. He said as soon as he was able to whisper it, immediately a man, the devil, lost his chokehold. Hallelujah, the comforter came, amen, to move on his behalf and help him along this way. Hallelujah, the Bible has taught us and helped us, amen, that we need to understand some things. When you go to Hebrews 5, it's actually talking about Jesus Christ himself here. I'm trying to hurry. I don't want to bore you here tonight, but I believe I'm giving you something that'll help you if you listen to me. Hebrews 5 and 7, who in the days of his flesh, talking about Jesus Christ, amen, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears. I will tell you something, Gethsemane, hallelujah, it, he offered up prayers and supplication. Hallelujah. His, his sweat became as great drops of blood. The wrestling between the will of the flesh and the will of God. Amen. Because he had the option. He had the opportunity. Amen. Amen. He could have called 12 legions of angels and come down and rescue him and fought for him. But you know what? He had to wrestle. Amen. In Gethsemane and bring that old man under subjection and bring it to obedience. And that's what the Hebrew writers writing about right here. And to him which was able to save him from death and which heard in that he feared though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. Hallelujah. Sometimes to really understand the comforting power of God and the strength of that comforting presence of God. Amen. It's when he don't come in and just rescue us and relieve us of all the pain and the agony. But in the midst of it, we find a source of the strength and an energy that will sustain us, that'll hold us, that'll keep us, God, from flying off the handle, that'll keep us, amen, from blundering off. Amen. And bound down to other sources and resources. But holding on to God and his word of God and his promise that he'll comfort me and see me through it. He learned, yet he learned. He obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation to all of them that obey him. To all of them that obey him. Our obedience, amen, is simply we are we're able or we can rebel against that which beyond both one's control and one's understanding. Nobody likes to be in that situation. Nobody. <laughs> you know, if we can understand the situation, we can deal with it better. What if you can't? What if you can't understand it? What if it's out of your control? Ain't nothing you can do about it. But I'm still going to be obedient. I'm still going to be faithful. I remember reading an article one time. A gentleman got on one of these bus, one of these big cities. Amen. And, you know, he's kind of like he was in a zombie in another world. And he had some smaller kids and. Man, they was, they was running up and down the place and making havoc at the place. And many of the riders looking around and looking at him and, you know, even making comments to one another about, man, I don't know why you don't get, why don't do something about it? Man, my goodness, what's the matter? And finally, somebody brings it to attention and say, hey, sir, 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 your, your children, man, you, you need to get them, get, get, set them down. And he says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, he said, we, we just left the hospital. They just lost a mother and they, they really don't know how to immediately. The atmosphere of that bus changed to me. People on that bus began to reach out to him. So that's all right, sir, sir. I got him. Got him. Getting things and taking them. Because they can understand it now. But what when you can't understand it? When you can't connect the dots? What are you going to do then? Where are you going to turn? Who are you going to depend on? This is a God. He comforts in everything. Not just some things. But he can comfort us in everything. Nothing's missed. Nothing catches God by surprise. He saw it. He knew it. 
And if we'll let him, he'll comfort us. And he'll walk with us. I've got two more pages. I'm going to try to I'm gonna just deal with a few more verses. Amen. Because I feel the time. Amen. And what's, what's, what really is going to happen here? Where does this comfort really come from? What, what, how does it unfold? How does it begin to take place? You begin to look in the word and John's writings especially. You got to understand John's a writer, amen. He was the only disciple from what we can understand that died a natural death. All the others had been martyred. All the rest of them even died, had died early deaths. But now John, they believe that somewhere in his 90s, a man had possibly done, been out on the Isle of Patmos. And he was the one that wrote Revelation, 1st and 2nd, 3rd John. But he also wrote St. John. And here, amen, we begin to watch the writings of John. And he's so much different than the three prior Gospels, amen. And, and what he, he, he brings to our attention and what he focuses on and, and, and the things that he's written unto us. So this is the one that wrote about a man in the 5th chapter. Talked about being born again of the water and the spirit, third and fifth chapter. Amen. But I want to take you to the 14th chapter. And here, amen, he begins to write. And I'm just going to pick up a few verses, amen, of this particular chapter and bring it to your attention. He writes like this. If he loved me, you keep my commandments. He's talking about Jesus himself. These are the words of Jesus. I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Amen. That he may abide with you forever. Amen. You got to remember now, Jesus trying his best to prepare the disciples, the followers, especially in that chosen little group. Hallelujah. What's going to transpire? What's going to take place? Amen. And what's going to, what's happening just in the near future? Amen. Or what they're going to have to deal with. And he says, and the, even the spirit, if you notice that word there is capitalized, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him, but he know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. These are the words of Jesus Christ. Amen. Talking about how he's going to come. Amen. After the crucifixion. After what's unfolding and right on down to 25th verse. It picks up again. These things have I spoken unto you being yet present with you. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Hey we've all experienced that. Amen. Maybe getting to talk to somebody. I'm not the best at quoting. I don't, I'm not gifted in that area but I tell you there's been times amen get to talking to people and all of a sudden I could tell the Holy Ghost amen Holy Ghost begins to inspire the Holy Ghost begins to quicken and brings things back to our remembrance Hallelujah. I know it wasn't nothing but hand it wasn't my talent it wasn't my ability it was the goodness of God and the grace of God and the Holy Ghost that was taken over and moving and operating and that's what he's telling them here when I've departed when this physical man called Jesus departed I'm going to send back a comforter amen I'm going to send it back in my father's name he drops on down and begins to relate to it again amen and he picks up about the um, let me go to the 16th verse 16th chapter starting about the 7th verse nevertheless I tell you the truth it is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you that's the reason Jesus taught them amen when he walked with them hallelujah that they didn't have to pray they didn't have to fast because Jesus Christ was the Holy Ghost because Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh and everything they needed was right there they didn't have to do all of that all they had to do was ask him believe in him and he would do the work right down to salvation that's the reason that thief on the cross could look at him and say, because I believe thou art the son of Christ. Amen. I can attain salvation and be in paradise. Hallelujah. But you know what? It's not going to stop there. When he has come, he will reprove the world. Amen. Of sin. Notice that word reprove. Reprove means to be a voice. Amen. Amen. To disapprove or to rebuke without the Holy Ghost, without the spirit of God. Amen. To be a voice in our lives, a voice in our minds, a voice to comfort us and guide us and lead us into all truth hello can we be saved we gotta have it you gotta have the word of God and the voice of God in your life this day of time if we're gonna overcome the world that we're in and the world of technology with all the gadgets and all the different opinions and ideas we better have the voice of the Holy Ghost that's clear in our hearts and minds and spirits today to bring comfort to us preach it to us tonight God's talking to us tonight God's helping us tonight <laughs> Watch what he says. When he has come, he will prove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and he see me no more. A judgment because the prince of this world is judged. He's going to be judged 
the prince of this world, the prince of the air. That's the devil. That's the reason you can't believe everything is floating through the air. <laughs> you can't do it. You've got to get back into the book. It's got to line up to the book. I'll fix and show you something. You watch this. How be it when he, when who? When the spirit of truth has come. Sister Moore, you can come. Singers can come. How be it when he, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. This is the Holy Ghost. This is the spirit of truth. What in the world was John telling us of the words of Jesus Christ? That he won't speak of himself. It's not of his own authority. His own ideas and his own opinion. Hallelujah. What he speaks is going to come from God. Amen. Even as the measure of that spirit and the spirit of truth. It's what he's telling us. The spirit of truth is always going to line up to God and to the word of God. And you've got the word of God that you can always line up the voice. And the voice tries to get you out on a tangent or try to get you on a side road. Hallelujah. Try to speak something and claim to be the truth. Hey, I got the Bible to back this up. The devil himself, amen, could transform himself into an angel of light. And many are going to be deceived and misled, amen, because of the deceiving powers of the enemy. He only claiming to be something that he's not. He's a prime hypocrite, amen, amen, to deceive and lie to people and persuade them a long way. But I thank God for the true comforter tonight. Hallelujah, can move on our behalf. And the spirit of truth, amen, that can move on our behalf. They won't speak of his own self. Jesus Christ himself taught us. He said, these are not my words, but they're my father. These are not my works, but they're my father. It's from God. Hallelujah. You don't never read, amen, the son to God. He's the son of God, but he's not God. Amen. All along and by himself. He was the son of God. Amen. Yes, he's God manifested in the flesh, but outside, amen, God, that's the reason the spirit of God had to leave him on that cross that night. Get this. Jesus would have never died if God hadn't forsaken that body. God don't need oxygen. God don't need blood. God don't need anything. He's a spirit. And for that body to die and pay the debt because the wages of sin is death. That's the struggle the Hebrew writer was talking about that he had. When he sought it in Gethsemane. The struggle. But thank God for the comforter. Amen. When we have to bear down and bear the struggle. Press on through obedience and submission to the will of God and the call of God. This same comfort to a man will come to our aid, secure us and comfort us and guide us if we'll just let him. Some of you are in some, some struggles tonight, some battles tonight. Amen. It may be family. It may be on the job. It may be in other places. All of us as soldiers, amen, the enemy's doing everything he can to rob us. He wants to rob you of a spirit of a sound mind. He wants to rob you of the joy of your heart. He wants to take all the sanity and the peace out of your life. He wants to destroy. That's all he is. He's a destroyer. He's a father of lies. But Jesus Christ and God and the comforter, the true comforter, amen, that I'm preaching to you about tonight, amen, is the only one that can come to our rescue. So you watch him as he watched this. Amen. He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. He shall glorify me. Watch this. He's going to glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. He's going to glorify me. Hallelujah. For he shall receive a mind and shall show you unto you and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take up mine and shall show it unto you. So we're seeing this happen. We're seeing this take place. Watch this. When you slip over into the book of Acts and you go to the fourth chapter of the book of Acts, you're going to see as you stand in this house tonight, you're going to see a man where the disciples was moved upon and the apostles have moved upon and they prayed for the lame man in the third chapter. But now they brought a man in the fourth chapter before, amen, the high priest and brought before everybody that considered themselves somebody with any kind of authority and power. And they simply asked him, by what authority and by what power? Amen. Have you prayed for this man and that he might be healed? Now we begin to understand the struggle over the name of Jesus. All the power in heaven and earth is given to this name. They begin to exhort it to them and tell them it's by the power and the faith in this name 
that this lame man stands before you whole today. It's not our righteousness. It's not our goodness. But it's faith and faith alone in this man called Jesus. You talk about a comforter. You talk about the Holy Ghost helping us. I could carry you to Acts 9 and 31. And had the churches rest throughout all of Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified. This is right after the conversion of Paul, a man on his road to Damascus. <laughs> they found a little reprieve. They found a little relief. But watch this. Latter part of that verse. Walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> We're living in a generation tonight, amen, that feared God like it once did. Fear in this respect, amen, means reverence. To reverence the house, reverence the name, reverence everything that's associated and tied to it. Right down to even ministers. I appreciate the respect that this church and the individuals of this church shows me. I thank you for it. But it's walking in the fear and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost now. You see, you can't walk in the comfort of the Holy Ghost without fearing Him, reverencing Him, believing Him. But if you believe in Him tonight, if you believe in this comforting one, maybe you're in this house tonight and these altars are available and open. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a struggle. Maybe there's something. You know what, God? I need some comfort. I need some help. Would you move on my behalf? You know, it's, 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 still, it's still right to step out. It's still right. It's nothing to be ashamed about or hesitant about. These are acts of faith when you step out. Believe in it. You know what? I believe that God can do something about it. I believe God can comfort me when I couldn't find it. No other place. I could find it at the house of God. I could find it at an old-fashioned altar. I could find it calling on the name of Jesus. There's nothing like the Holy Ghost to comfort us. That's what John, a man who wrote into us, the Holy Ghost to comfort you, the Holy Ghost to guide you, the Holy Ghost to assist and help you. What about it tonight? God bless you. We love you and appreciate you. They begin to sing. Let's lift our voices unto the Lord tonight. Cry out for this comforter to move on our behalf here tonight.
true the song is tonight. Got to give. God's not going to come and take. He's not going to come in force. That's the way the devil does. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. But not God. He's a gentleman. Amen. He's a shepherd. He leads. We've got to hear to hear, to hear his voice. And respond to the voice. We can find comfort even in the midst of a storm. <laughs> Disciples found themselves doing all they could to obey the Lord and go to the other side. And all of a sudden, here comes Jesus in. Man, the timing's just right. At first, fear gripped them. You know, if it's a spirit of what it was. But Jesus assured them, said, hey, fear not. It is I. Time after time throughout the scriptures, they tell us there's some 365 verses that deals with fear. One for each day. Man, the enemy wants to do everything it can to create fear in our hearts. But you know what? There's no reason for that. Let's, let's trust God. Let's let that comforting hand of the Lord and His Word have its way in our lives tonight. God bless you. You may be seated. Man, we're just so honored to have you here with us tonight. We're going to pray for Sister. Hey, hold up. I'm sorry, church. I've done thought this a couple of times. Sister Jessica's going to have surgery in the morning. And we want God to be with her and touch her. And uh, her, her surgeon believes in prayer. And uh, done assured her that, hey, we're going to pray before this. He said, there's some hands. It's God's these hands. Well, it's comforting to know that, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. That he's not depending on his own skill and talent and ability. But uh, God's helped me to be where I'm at. But I still need God to help me to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. She's going to have thyroid surgeries. We want her. They're telling her. Strong possibility if they nick. Amen. The vocal cords. And they wouldn't believe in that's not going to happen. So that's, we don't take that report. Um, the next thing, you know, the ability to sing. And it could be weeks, months, possibly years uh, to be able to sing after this surgery. So we're asking God in advance and ahead of time that his hand would be there and minister in this situation that that won't happen. Because she, she assured them, I want to sing and I want to sing for Jesus. We're not singing for money. We're not singing for the world. We're not singing for the devil. We're singing for Jesus. Amen. And so we want God to just bless her care tonight. Move on her behalf. And please in the morning about 7 o'clock or before. Amen. If you get up before that. Amen. Lift her up before the Lord. That God would just be there and help her. Okay.